that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally Well, I'll bet you I'm a gonna be a big star Might win an Oscar, you can't Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am happy to be with you today. This is kind of what I like to call the Andrew Gold Lonely Boy Edition. What I mean by that is I think I have totally exhausted all of my friendships. Uh, I've invited quite a few people to be on the show over the course of the past year. I invited quite a few to come back today and, and nobody wanted to join me. I, I know, I know it's sad, I know. I hear your sadness. I feel it. Thank you for it. So today, since I'm going to be uh, handling the duties alone, uh, I thought it'd be a great time to talk uh, and explore some non-viewer mail. Yes, hear that non-viewer mail theme song? I love it. The non-viewer mail theme song. There it is. There it is. So let's dive in. Uh, there is a, a question from uh, from Chad from Missouri. Wow, Chad from Missouri. Uh, doesn't say where, but uh, Chad is asking, are there any films that have this kind of David and Goliath type quality that we could explore right now that may be new? Now, good good question, Chad. And, and actually, yeah, there is a movie called Percy versus Goliath, and it's based on a true story. Stars Christopher Walken. Uh, the film is uh, shot in Canada thanks to CBC Films. It's set in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. I just like saying Saskatchewan. In 1998, uh, based on the true story of one man taking on Monsantos, a 73-year-old farmer saves his own seeds each year but a major corporation, this agribusiness corporation, Monsanto, sues him and say that he stole their seeds. So when Goliath comes against you, they recruit and threaten friends and the community to bring everybody against you. That's really what we see uh, in this film. It's a powerful story that takes this Canadian farmer all the way around the world to share his story, uh, all the way to the Canadian Supreme Court. Christopher Walken, Zach Braff, Christina Ricci, and also Roberta Maxwell star. And Walken and Braff are absolutely wonderful in this film. Uh, interesting thing is when you look at the story, uh, this farmer's been doing the same stuff the same way for generations. He's been farming this same way and saving his seeds for generations and families before him have done it the same way, well before Monsanto's ever existed. Uh, I do think it's a powerful story, uh, but the film does struggle at times to find pacing. Also, there's some better lighting uh, that I would have uh, liked to have seen, especially in some of the dark scenes. Difficult uh, to see it at times. Uh, really good choices uh, from the music supervisor. Uh, the score has this very Appalachian feel to it, but the score is overused almost throughout the entire film. There are times you don't need the music and, and this actually overuses the music. But I do, I do really love and appreciate stories like this that will challenge the audience to research the history behind the narrative. And I encourage you uh, to do this. I do think the film would have been better maybe with a better director or another director uh, at the helm. Clark Johnson uh, directed this. He's done tons of TV, but the work here just felt like it was searching 
for a path and didn't really know which way to go. So all that said, I still actually enjoyed this film from the aspect of exploring history. So a B minus rating for the film Percy versus Goliath, which is available now. Christopher Walken, once again, it's worth it just to check out Christopher Walken. Uh, another uh, non-viewer uh, mail from the mailbag here uh, comes from Callie from Kalamazoo. Wow, Callie from Kalamazoo wants to know, Noel, if there's one film that you would want to watch now over and over and over again that was recently released, what would that be and why? All right, great question, Callie from Kalamazoo. I am a huge monster movie fan. I always have been. Some of the first films I ever saw in theaters were monster films. I go back to the universal horror films that my mom took me to see uh, as the creature feature uh, at the Myers Theater in Aden, North Carolina. So I saw so many of those. So if you're looking for something to revisit time and time again, and you're a monster fan, you may want to check out Godzilla versus Kong on HBO Max. I absolutely loved the opening of this film. Kong, he looked like my Uncle Ernie waking up from a long nap and trying to shake the cobwebs out of his head. I thought that the music there at the beginning, that light, whimsical, whimsical music, I'll get it out, whimsical music, it was goofy. It really kind of lightened the mood and it threw you off for what was to come. The motion capture of Kong, marvelous uh, battle sequences with Kong and Godzilla, underwater on aircraft carriers in Hong Kong. Absolutely spectacular. The FX, the special effects, the visual effects across the board. Let's just give that a, a, an A+. Uh, and, and there was also, if you're a fan of, um, remember Journey to the Center of the Earth? Well, this has a Journey to the Center of the Earth aspect to it as well that really uh, is, is pretty, pretty phenomenal. I, I really appreciated this film. The score from Tom Holkenberg, you may know him as Junkie XL. Incredible sound design was really, really wonderful. And there's silence within this film. And the way the silence was used was perfect. Um, you have this one character who is deaf. And so there are times we are hearing and seeing the world through her perspective. And I love that. And it was done the one done quite, quite perfectly. Uh, there is a downside for me in this film. Some of the acting, the supporting acting, and even some of the leads felt a little hollow uh, and cardboard, but that's really the, the only downside that I'm rigging for this. A big part of that is because I absolutely love these kinds of films. Uh, an hour and 45 minutes, the runtime, I thought it was just right. Uh, so if you're looking for big action, if you're looking for disaster monster flicks, this is it. So Callie from Kalamazoo, thanks for reaching out to us. Godzilla versus Kong, a solid A rating for me right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, there's also a film for those that may be interested in period pieces. And I, and I had a, a non-viewer mail that came from my dad who loves period films. Um, he loves the just the production design the costumes. He loves all of that relating to period films. And he said, now this is a, a non-viewer, my, my father, so I appreciate you not watching. Wanted to know if there was a period film that, that he may want to check out. And yeah, actually there is a period film that I'm going to recommend. Uh, it's called Queen Marie. This comes from uh, Samuel Goldwyn Mayer. 
Productions. Uh, it's a story of the granddaughter of Queen Victoria. The film takes place during World War II. It's a multi-language film, so there are some subtitles uh, in this at times. The production design is absolutely beautiful. Uh, it is a compelling story. The costumes, uh, quite impressive as well. I thought it was a rich, rich film from a historical narrative standpoint and asked some really interesting questions. Thought-provoking, uh, part of the history of, of the world that I really didn't know a whole lot about, so I'm glad I got a chance to check it out for that. So who will like this film? Well, those who love royalty, uh, we've, we've seen a lot of royalty uh, in this past, uh, past year, and people are drawn to films that are regal in that context. Uh, if you like historical nar narratives, if you like period pieces, this may be a film that you would want to check out. It is called Queen Marie, and I'm giving it a B rating. That's Queen Marie. So there you go. That's some of the films and some of the questions from our non-viewer mail. And uh, I, I've got another question uh, that came from Toby. Toby wanted to know if there's one TV series to watch that uh, that I would want to binge, what would that series be and why? Uh, yeah, let me just say, I, I'm giving you some product placement here because Ted Lasso is as perfect as a first season can be. Uh, Ted Lasso from Apple Plus. It's one of those series that gets better with each episode. Uh, if you like fish out of water comedies, if you like stories with heart, if you like uh, stories with meaning uh, and stories that challenge you to think about how you would react. This TV series, Ted Lasso, is well, well, well worth your time. All right, I tell you, I, I gotta say, when I don't have somebody to bounce things off of and talk to, that means I've got to talk for 30 minutes. You know, it's pretty good if I'm talking to myself, but but I'm talking to an audience. But since there's actually nobody else here in this room, I actually am talking to myself. So yeah, it, it yeah, it's I know it's odd, but but I'm a bit odd of a guy. So uh, here is the next question. The the next question comes from Panda O'Reilly. Panda O'Reilly from Saskatchewan. Hey, we were just talking about Saskatchewan just a minute ago. Uh, Panda wants to know, do I have a favorite cereal? Uh, yes, I do. I have several favorite cereals, but not really sure the, the reference uh, as that relates to, uh, to film. But uh, we'll, we'll kind of dive in. Um, I, I do like a, a lot of special case cereals. Uh, I, I did never really, I never really liked Wheaties. I don't know why, but I love the Wheaties boxes. And uh, if, if you're like Tony Hale, who, who stars in this new movie called Eat Wheaties, <laughs> then you, you may be drawn to Wheaties for a different reason. Now, I don't know if you hate your Wheaties or not. Uh, most people just pour milk over them. Eat Wheaties is a new film starring Tony Hale. Uh, Tony Hale is just a, a marvelous a comic talent. Uh, I, I've loved him in so many uh, different shows and movies. Uh, and uh, this one called Eat Wheaties, it's a really a sweet, it's a, a quirky tale that explores what happens when a good guy who is a little bit clueless about the world around him ends up losing his job, his friends, and some other things because of a social media snafu. 
this uh, this comedy it is well written. Uh, it has heart. The casting really is absolutely perfect. Uh, I, I think that if, if you're looking for a snapshot of a cover of a Wheaties box, this could be it. What does that mean? Uh, well, you're going to have to watch the movie or watch the trailer to find out. And what is perfect? Well, snapshots on the cover of Wheaties boxes, those are always perfect because they capture the moment, they capture the time, they capture the athlete. That's what this film does. Who's going to love it? I think fans of Tony Hale are, are going to love and appreciate this. And, and I also think that if you're a serial lover, uh, you, you might like it. Or if you're looking for a feel-good uh, dramedy, this may be for you. Eat Wheaties starring Tony Hale gets an A rating for me right here on Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, we are going to take a quick break just so I can drink some more out of my Ted Lasso mug. We're going to come back and talk documentaries. Uh, we've got a couple of documentaries to talk about. We also have a couple of uh, series to check out uh, as well. And maybe, maybe we'll even have time for some bad movies. So uh, hang around right here on Meet Me at the Movies. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make the big stuff. that without music, life would be a mistake. And that's how we feel here on Face the Music. Hi, I'm Summer Castle Kiever, and I'd love for you to join me each month on our new program, Face the Music, which airs on C19 TV and C19.TV. Each month, we'll highlight the talents, personalities, and stories behind some of the area's most gifted singers, songwriters, and musicians. It's going to be a lot of fun, so join me each month for a new edition of Face the Music right here on C19. I would tell anybody that's interested in getting broadcasting that um, this is a really exciting field to be in. The possibilities are endless, and every day is different. Um, there's always something new. Um, you're always on your toes. It's I think the good thing about you know a school like Cleveland Community College is they're really good at keeping up with the latest technologies. My experience um, with the broadcasting program has been everything and more. I've hosted a television show here, I've done radio shows, I've, I've made my own commercials, all kinds of exciting things, digital animation, and I've never thought I'd have a career in news that I enjoy. It's just really exciting to you know have a career where you're in control of what two million people in the area are watching every night. It's really exciting and enriching and fulfilling work. It doesn't feel like a job. I mean, I get to hang around all day and make television. I mean, just listen to that. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? Oh, oh, 
Hello, welcome back to Midmedia at the Movies. Uh, yep, the Lonely Boy. Yep, the Andrew Gold Lonely Boy edition of Meet Me at the Movies is, is still going on. And if you stuck around through the first 13 minutes, I do want to thank you. I am alone today and I'm missing my film critic friends. Uh, I'm missing uh, uh, Greg Tillman sleeping in the corner. I'm missing Tim Foster pushing the wrong buttons in the control room. I'm missing all of that. Uh, and Thomas Manning, he decided uh, to, to go like hang out with cooler people. So yeah, missing all of my critic friends, but I'm still gonna provide you some invaluable, that's right, invaluable information about films, TV, and other forms of visual entertainment. So here's a question, another uh, non-viewer uh, non mail question, and that is the essence of, of today, non-viewer mail. Uh, Jonathan Cash, uh, Jonathan Cash from Kaiser. We do have a lot of uh, uh, friends and fans in Kaiser, and we do appreciate uh, all seven of you. Uh, so that's, that's um, very, very wonderful. Uh, Jonathan Cash uh, wants to know if there are any documentaries that explore celebrity that are, are worth checking out or that they may be interested in. And actually, yes, uh, there is a new documentary uh, that uh, is based on this guy that was famous really before there was reality TV, social media fame, or even being famed by association. That was a guy named Tiny Tim. The documentary is called Tiny Tim King for a Day. And, and if you don't know who Tiny Tim was, Google Tiny Tim, uh, really a, a cryptic genius, uh, was as odd as he was famous. He inspired rock legends like David Bowie, uh, Prince, uh, also Boy George. And uh, get this, uh, at one point he married this person named Miss Vicky on the Johnny Carson show and that particular show, 45 million viewers, Tiny Tim was a musician, uh, if you want to call him that. He was also a star of screen, and it was a person that everybody knew. Everybody knew who Tiny Tim was, but he was also somebody who fought for his sanity on a daily basis. This documentary, Tiny Tim, King for a Day, it uses archival footage, it uses the very words of Tiny Tim taken from diaries, uh, and also interviews with family, friends, and others, and it's uh, all those things are used to paint this truly introspective portrait of a star who was ahead of his time, who also challenged to figure out who he was, why he was, and what his place was in the world. I, I really encourage you to check this out. And, I'm, and if you're asking who will like this, if you're an entertainment historian, a pop culture fan, or really anybody who likes to check out biographies, I think you're gonna find something that you can appreciate in Tiny Tim, King for a Day, a solid A rating uh, for this documentary. Uh, and it is one that's uh, narrated by uh, one of my fellow friends who used to sing to me uh, growing up in the, in the 80s, Weird Al. Uh, so Weird Al is connected to this project as well. Tiny Tim, King for a Day. Uh, also, the uh, the same non-viewer from Kaiser, uh, Jonathan Cash, wanted to know, okay, what if there's a documentary that is um, is not about quirk? Not about quirk? Well, 
It's still a documentary about celebrity I'm going to talk about, but it's a little different. Uh, but Sean Penn, everyone knows Sean Penn, uh, or you should if you're uh, involved in uh, loving film uh, throughout the past years. Uh, Sean Penn uh, is a humanitarian. He's an activist. He's an actor. He's a director. He's a writer. He's done quite a few things, and there's a, a new documentary called Citizen Penn that may be worth you checking out. Um, Sean Penn started following a passion he had for a humanitarian passion he had back in 2010 after there was a massive earthquake in Haiti, a 7.0 uh, earthquake in Haiti that caused tremendous damage. And this documentary, Citizen Penn, follows Sean Penn trying to make a difference in a place and for a people. We see the impact and the power of his name, and we see how that name, the name of Sean Penn, can actually wield power for others to get involved. He challenges others to help the struggling society in Haiti, and for over 10 years, Penn is still working to make a difference in the lives of those in Haiti. It's a marvelous documentary on so many different levels. Uh, it's a beautiful storytelling. Uh, it's well-directed, uh, the footage, uh, the footage especially when you look at humanitarian devastation is, is hard and difficult to watch. But I think that if you are a, a fan of history, um, a fan of trying to help others and, and maybe asking yourself, what are some things I can do? maybe even for the person down the street. I think you're going to appreciate this documentary called Citizen Pen. Uh, it is a solid A across the board for me for Citizen Pen. Growing up, I was a huge fan of horror films, monster films, as I mentioned a little bit earlier. And my mom loved these. My mom loved these. And there was also a, a friend uh, who lived next door, Disha, and she and I would have horrible or horror film Friday night, Saturday nights, uh, back when, when I was a teenager. And we would really go to the video stores and hope to find some really bad horror films. And there were some that were honestly horrible, and some were pretty good. So uh, for Disha and for mom, if you are wondering if there's anything horror related that you could check out now. Well, I've, I've got something you may want to consider. Not really sure, but I'll tell you a little bit about it. It's an Amazon original series called Them Covenant. And it's an anthology series, much like you see with American Horror Story. Uh, if this picks, gets picked up for a season two, you may find that it's going to be a little bit different. There may be some of the same cast that will go from year to year. We'll just have to see. But this particular story initially takes place in 1953. It's part of the Great Migration when uh, black families moved from the South to the Midwest or to the West looking for better lives, looking for better opportunities. This particular story follows a family who picks up and leaves North Carolina and goes to California. They're looking for paradise. They're looking for something better, but what they discover is not paradise at all. They're also running from something, 10 episodes and all. As the series progresses, you discover truly what they are running from. They're running from a past that happened to them, but they're also running from a past and something that's supernatural 
that they're not quite sure what it is. But we as a viewer come to find out what it is or do we? That's a real question. I, I thought the lighting design and the cinematography for this was really quite marvelous. The cinematography, again, stellar on, on so many different levels on this. Uh, Cecco Verisi, uh, who did it chapter two, uh, did a lot of the cinematography in this, so I really got to give him kudos. I do think that this did borrow from it chapter two at times, also borrowed from us, if you watch the movie Us, from the way the movie, uh, the, the series was shot and also the way some of the story was told. Uh, heavy use of Dutch angles, low angles and extreme close-ups in camera choices, extreme close-ups with deep focus as well, which I thought was really interesting. Some of the tight edits I truly liked and the split screen to use dual storytelling was wonderful in this. The score, uh, sound design, all solid marks and, and the acting leads were quite solid as well. There are traditional horror tropes that you're gonna find in this. So uh, just be aware of that. It is very Twilight Zone-esque, which drew me to it. Uh, it is a social commentary as well on the evils and horrors of racism and the many forms of that. It's difficult to watch at times. Um, we see the pain of inhumanity that we can show to one another. As I mentioned, this is told mostly through two timelines. You're seeing 1953 and then you're seeing the North Carolina time period, but there is a prequel flashback storyline that takes you to the birth of horror. Uh, the payoff of this series may disappoint some, but if you're willing to take the challenge and look at the 10 episodes, uh, it, it may be worth your while. But I've got to give you a um, warning of caution. Some episodes are quite brutal and incredibly difficult to watch. Uh, some of the scenes may even stay with you for weeks later. So be very, very aware of that. It is called Them Covenant. You can check it out on Amazon Prime. I'm giving this a B rating. Uh, there's also a series, uh, there is a viewer wondering if there's any kind of uh, series that can be watched for family. It depends on your family, but if you have a coming-of-age family, you have some young adults, uh, you may want to check out the new Freeform series called Cruel Summer. Uh, this takes place during 1993 through 1995 over the course of consecutive summers. And Jeanette is a wallflower at 15. She's popular at 16, and she is a suspect in a missing teen case at the age of 17. That's your storyline. It is a family mystery from Freeform. It's a story of two girls, uh, a popular girl, a wallflower, and a love triangle that exists in between. There's a shared connection as well with this Texas town that's not quite what it claims to be. Uh, the show does flash between each year, showing each chapter in the life of what's happening within the town uh, and the people within it. I thought some of the edits were wonderful, uh, the shot selections, uh, and the transitions, uh, the acting, especially um, with the three distinct personalities of uh, Jeanette, quite impressive. Uh, Jason Carruthers, who was the cinematographer, talked about shooting these three distinct timelines. And in doing so, they are very, very different looks. So uh, this is something that if you have uh, young adults, if you're looking for something to bond with uh, for family viewing, you may want to check 
this out. Uh, Carruthers, uh, the cinematographer, said that this was shot over the course of several months uh, in Texas, and it was shot during a cold snap. If you remember the cold snap that happened back uh, January, February in Texas, this was shot during that time frame. And he said that while all of the crew bundled up in gloves and heavy jackets, the cast had to run around in shorts, tank tops, t-shirts and sandals and they were very very cold during this shoot so that's a little a uh, little bit of a backstory there with the tv series cool summer uh, I, i'll give you an, a b plus rating right here on meet me at the movies for cruel summer thanks for joining me for woo, the andrew gold lonely boy edition of meet me at the movies uh, i am noel t manning the second i'm going to leave you with a movie quote of the week as I try to do when I can. Uh, I love crazy ideas uh, because they make me rich. That comes from Godzilla versus Kong. So until next time, if you do have uh, viewer mail or non-viewer mail, email us, info at c19.tv. And thanks for watching us on C19 TV. And if you're listening through wgwg.org, thank you for that as well. So until next time, I'm hoping I'm able to bring some guests with me, at least somebody I can talk to. Next time, right here on Meet Me at the Movies. That's a wrap.